Welcome to the new Music Conversation podcast right behind us. I'm your host, Brandon Daniel, of the Seattle band BD and the Sheiks. Right behind us is a conversation between two recording artists. The kind of conversations musicians frequently have with one another when we're hanging out playing a show together in the green room or on the curb outside of a show. It's mostly loose talk about creativity, uh, what goes into a career, challenges and limitations in music, things that suck, and things that are amazing. Today my guests are ever so android. Specifically, Drew Murray and Hope Simpson of Everso Android. They started this project as a duo. Now they play with it a live band and uh, they do an incredible live show that you should definitely check out. They have a new album that's just come out. We're gonna get to listen to a, a track from that on the way into this episode. And uh, had a great time with them. Okay, they were, you'll get to hear it, totally candid and uh, very easy artists to relate to and uh, they have a lot to say. So let's get into it. Let's check out their music. Before we do, I gotta tell you about our sponsor today, Blumenstein Audio. Check out Blumenstein Audio for the ultimate fidelity single driver speakers, subwoofers, and audio accessories for music lovers. Blumenstein is delivering a new line of killer speakers for this holiday season, like the paired speakers, the Marlin, which is the evolution of the Orcas, their full range unit, the Triton, and the Benthic bass unit. Go check them out. They've handcrafted their entire line here in Washington State since 2006 from bamboo and birch woods. Receive a 10% discount on your order when you enter the promo code BD for Brandon Daniel on checkout. You get rewarded just for being a listener of this show at B-L-U-M-E-N-S-T-E-I-N audio.com. Check them out. This is a great gift idea. One of my favorite gifts, actually several of my favorite gifts over the last five years have been Blumenstein audio related. First it was a pair of Orcas, then it was a subwoofer, then it was a turntable to go with the Orcas and the subwoofer. Everything sounds balanced and perfect and just exactly the way I want it to sound. So I'm really stoked about them as a sponsor and about you getting them for your loved one. All right, now ever so Android. Yeah. So, um, buy, just buy a they'll, house buy a, they'll buy a lot where a house was, tear it down, and put a 
yeah. townhomes. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember, so I grew up here. Let's get you a little closer to the mic. Oh, sure. I know there's not a lot of room, but. Uh, but so. I remember when we, um, when, when I was younger, uh, people were torching the little skinny houses uh-huh. in Ballard. They, they made all these little skinny houses, like mm-hmm. they put two houses on one lot and there was this like arsonist <laughs> running around building the whole, just burning, just burning everything. So you grew up in Seattle? Yeah. Oh, cool. Another Maybe. native. Um, yeah. Are you from here? Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's so rare. We don't go outside. We don't talk <laughs> yeah. to people. I was here for like four years, and then uh-huh. I realized that we were, when I was probably almost five years when you and I became friends. Yeah. And I realized, I was like, this is the first person from Seattle I've ever hung out with. Do you know right. what I mean? Everyone I knew was from yeah. New York or L.A. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Not one. Fr- and I didn't realize it until I met her that I didn't have a single friend that was from Seattle. Seattleites yeah. are secretly yeah. pretty elitist. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we keep to ourselves. I'm like, you're not from here? Because <laughs> I used to forever. I'd be like, let's hang out. She'd be like, okay. And then wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I super froze them out. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. don't know you. Not going to hang out. <laughs> but what was weird about it, what was different, is that we would, like, she worked at this coffee shop and we would just hang out. Like, uh-huh. I'd go there and she'd just, like, come up from behind the counter and we'd hang out for, like, an hour. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, well, let's fucking go hang out and do something, you know? Yeah. And I was actually married at the time, so I'd be uh-huh. like, come hang out with me. And my, there was nothing weird about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, I'm not doing the... That's... No. Well, I didn't know you. Yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was like that for you growing up here, but... I'm just kind of like, I don't know, you're not going to hang out. No, this but that's how context. every other Seattleite, I feel like, was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, totally. I, I'm... I'm more, and I'm actually, now that, like, if through doing the show, you know, you, you talk more about backgrounds. And so um, I've met a couple others that are, are Seattleites, and, and I've met a couple that are... I guess I've met a few, and I, I've met a couple that are also gregarious like me mm. and outspoken, mm. and that's the most rare part of it. Yeah, that's like, super that's weird. That's the most yeah. rare Seattleite. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just grew up in, a, like, a loud, obnoxious Irish family, so... Totally. Yeah. That's me. Like, when I came mm. out from, like, Philly, people would just be like... i just say Tone something. it down. Like, <laughs> I still do that. that. I still do that yeah. with him. I'll just kind of grab his arm. He starts talking, and I'm like, just take it easy for a second that's so funny because because <laughs> you're per, i mean you put that in your music you put that in your performance mm-hmm. that's oh, where all that goes the yeah. residual she that's totally keep does. in just goes <laughs> right <laughs> <over that. laughs> like seriously someone will say something that's like you know like disrespectful or whatever and i just she'll just be like yeah. she's just like don't don't, don't say don't because say anything he's from philly it's not i'm like, not violent or anything no, either but it's funny that's that's how people, but it's not like this cute like Oh, no, I'm I think say people either say shit because they, they're like, no, I'll ever say anything back. Do yeah. you know what I mean? They kind of yeah. have that like attitude about them sometimes. Oh, totally. Oh, like, the hell I won't say Oh, I'm the about. wrong person. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way. She <laughs> For gets those so guys. Fussy, yeah. like, Philly comes yeah. out. She'll just yeah. grab yeah. my yeah. arm and be like, don't, don't. Yeah. Don't. Like, no. <laughs> I already know. Before. Yeah, I have my relatives back in the East Coast. It's super Jersey rare stuff, that and, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever I'm back there, like, I, it definitely feels like my speed. Yeah, totally. You know? It was so funny. She hadn't yeah. really spent any time on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and on our first tour, we went back there, and we were like... Dude, first of all, the second we pulled into Pennsylvania, people were, like, just driving on our ass. Like, the second we got <laughs> yeah. there. And then the whole time we were there, right? It's just so yeah. abrasive and aggressive. Well, and my whole and... thing is, like, everybody on the East Coast is in such a hurry to yeah. get mm-hmm. somewhere. To get but, nowhere. like, but where are you going to go? 
Especially where we were. It's like, are you going to Wawa? Are you going to Walmart? Like, yeah. why right. are you in such a hurry mm-hmm. yeah. to get those bargains? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. And how, and furthermore, how is an entire side of the country in that much of a hurry all the time? Yeah, it's just cultural. It yeah. is, it yeah. is. I think the other thing that's really interesting over there versus here is, like, making friends is so easy. Having, like, uh, deep connections is mm. harder than here for whatever reason. Mm. Like, here, if you can break through that surface, sort of, Mm-hmm. Right. I find these like deeper connections with people mm-hmm. out there. It's super easy to have tons of like acquaintances. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I had yeah. so many like people that just hang out, and play guitar at my house. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people like that doesn't exist here for me at all. Really, like I have a couple like really close friends, but it's how more often, communal. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's like definite pros and well, cons. Well, I to think both part of it coasts. too is the way that um, you know the, the the cities originated. When you think about the East Coast, uh, it's been around for way longer. Right. And so when it was winter time, y'all needed each other, and you to not die. die. To not yeah. die. But by the time that people, you know, colonized the West Coast and mm. moved out here, it was less of a thing. And then I feel like the people who moved to Seattle, they all wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. Like why else would you move yeah. out? way out here i i actually um through a a, a buddy's record label um one of the gals that worked at the record label she's she's not only you know a native seattleite but her family was like one of the founding families oh wow so crazy yeah yeah and actually west seattle was the original seattle oh i didn't know that yeah that's the original landing point is uh alki beach that was cool about like pioneer square had like insane history that's why oh, i yeah. think me and my ex were so drawn to it because it was very east coast down there a lot of good mm. buildings you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. we just like instantly oh yeah it was so, so not cool, cool to live in pioneer square no you know what i mean but we loved it but it looks so damn cool yeah we just it was very homey all the homeless people it just felt like home do you know what i mean I'm oh like, totally yeah exactly like home to them. well and um uh i just a little bit of history like bef- like around the grunge era <laughs> mm-hmm. um and and just before that like in the 80s um, Pioneer Square was actually the Capitol Hill. That's yeah. what I've heard. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I lived in New York City for a while, and, and the thing I always said to her that was so different about Seattle to me is that the history was so tangible here. Mm-hmm. Like, New York, you can go past, like, the Chelsea Hotel or something. You see these things, but there's no attachment to it. But, like, where mm-hmm. we live, we live right next to the OK Hotel, which is, like, Queens of Stonehenge first show. First right. Like Nirvana played Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like, yeah. Reggie Watts had an open mic there. I know, it's sad that like it's all this cra- I know, yeah. all this crazy shit in the OK Hotel. Central was right on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, there was this crazy, just tangible history there. Like, yeah. I never felt in New York for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah the, the the Central, uh, hey, have they offered, they still, yeah, they have they offered they you a show like recently? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. I've thought about it. I, like, I, like... they'll, they'll, you'll get your rent money. Oh yeah, they pay really. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's they do. Exciting. They're doing sponsored shows, and I resisted that place for years. And then the summer they, they asked, they offered a show, and I had to turn down like the last two, and mm-hmm. and they uh, offered a show, and it was actually a pretty good lineup, and they wanted us to headline, but then they threw this number out at me, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, we'll do it. That's weird. They're doing it? When you get to that place promotion. where like money is a factor, you know, mm, what I mean? like, yeah. we had this weird sort of evolution where we made, you know, eight dollars out of good totally. night, you know, yeah. I mean? no money. And then we started making money, but then we started like we would be on a, a bill with like four bands and the other bands would clearly bring nobody, maybe 10 people. Yeah. I hate that Some of shit. them would play Monday and this is Friday at the sunset and they yeah. play like Monday at white rabbit or, you know what I mean? I like, know. Yeah. That pisses stuff. me off. Yeah. And then, so I'd be like, 
why are we splitting this money with these people? You're right. You know what I mean? But I, I had to really go through this like personal thing where uh-huh. I'm like, it shouldn't matter. Like the money right. shouldn't matter. But when it gets to a place where it's like you're walking with 250 instead of like 800, you know what I mean? Which is like you play your practice space, you get a new amp, whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean, like serious things. We had to start defending ourselves. You know what I mean? And well, practice art, spaces you know? aside, it cost me a hundred bucks just to play a show. Right. Totally. You know. What you I know. Mean? Isn't that I mean, weird though? You get yeah. to that place where you're like, well, this is what I want from the door, and this is how I want the post. Like that was really weird for yeah. us. It is. But it's important. You have to stick up for yourself and you have to stick up for your art. We had a few yeah. shows in a row where we got screwed by the other bands just not bringing anybody and just yeah. walking with like our money technically. You know yeah. I mean? and, yeah. I, I won't play a, um, I won't uh, play a show that's going to cost me money anymore. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, we're doing some charities. So we're doing the like skate like a girl thing, which is going to be cool. And, We'll do stuff That's like that cool. when it's just exposure. You know I did the I mean? Bernie uh, Sanders Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. If it's like exposure like that, totally, man. We'll totally But it was it. rough. Yeah, it was it, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was rough like at the and end of it. when I, I saw. It was at uh, Rebar. Oh, right, right. Which is also a historical spot that I've always wanted to play. Too, weren't they? That's a different one. This was Bernie Man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Burning Man? Bur- Bernie, Bernie Man. Bernie Man. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's what I thought. Pretty silly, Bernie Man. It was cool. I mean, you know, Charlize from KXP right. was in part setting it up. She doesn't and, like our band. Oh, really? What? I'm not st- No, it's okay. Did you see that? Did you I've, see I've that? had those feelings. No, I've had those feelings before, too. I know exactly what no, you're saying. No, I told specifically. I mean, Kevin likes us and Troy likes us and stuff, and like, but like, she specifically doesn't. Troy's great. Yeah, I had Troy on the show, actually. I know. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wrote him the other day. I was like, let's have dinner. Because every time. Oh, yeah, so we fine. played this show with Grizzled Mighty and the Young Evils. We didn't really know any of those people, right? Right? Yeah. Like at the time, and those are all good people. Eight months ago, maybe six months ago. I don't know. Anyway, uh-huh. Troy and I had this like great talk after the show about yeah. songwriting, and we're mm. really in this place. Like, I'm really, I had this really proggy background, and we were trying to understand. Mm. We were trying to. I've been trying to understand like pop songs and what right. that means for us. You know oh what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like that sort of connecting with a larger group of people than I'm prone to connecting Repeat to. your and chorus I mean, 16 times. Yeah, totally, but without doing that. Right? <laughs> yeah, and making yeah. it sound like what you think you should sound like and stuff like that. <clears throat> anyway, with this like really great talk and then he's like, we should hang out. And I was like, totally. And then I'd like hit him up and then he won't write me back and then I'd see him because they practice at the same place. Uh-huh. He'd be like, we should hang out. I'm like, I know. Uh-huh. We, have, we already talked about this. And then I won't talk to him for like two months and we see him at the practice. That's exactly and what it's like, been like with me and Troy and Mackenzie <laughs> for two years. Oh, yeah. It's just like that. Well, you know, and they live like blocks away from me. I think part yeah. of the thing, though, too, is like, I get that guys like that are defensive. Do you know what I mean? Sort oh. of like, because a lot of people are just like, what can I get from this person? Can you give them the radio? Oh, you know what right. I mean? and, oh yeah, And I the definitely. more people I'm sort of meeting that have stature, they they can be very close a little bit of that. First, you know what I mean? I don't think that's Troy at all. I think it's really just, it's just, uh, it's just uh, <laughs> time. It could totally yeah. be just my perspective of it. Too. I I'm think totally so. I mean, I just w- to to relieve you right, right, of the right, wonder. Right. Uh, <laughs> mind, I get. I mean, we even get that. You guys must get that too. I mean, like uh, early on, I would write a band and they wouldn't write me back, and I'd be like, I mean, at least write oh, me back. Yeah. You know what I know. I, mean? I re I respond every time. Right, but now sometimes I'll get like four before ten o'clock in the morning. You oh, know, like God. two Sacramento bands. And oh, some I know. Band, and I'm just like. I get why people don't write everyone back sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And it's not that I'm being a dick. It's not that whatever. It's just like, this isn't even an option. 
And I, and I, I always yeah. write back, but sometimes it's like a week later. You well, know, it only takes a second them. to check someone out now. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you check them out and you go, oh, buddy. What you always, know? Like, yeah. I feel so bad for him because mm-hmm. I had to do that once, too. Well, you it always know? seems like it's like now. And they're like, can you do December 28th? And I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, no, there's no way. I can, you know what I mean? There's no way I can do that. We've got or... we've got a sweet bill lined <laughs> up or we've got yeah. a sweet hold yeah. placed at the rendezvous it's and the high the dive. It's always, it's always the rendezvous and the high dive. Yeah, dude, <laughs> or the sunset. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's like, funny. yeah, man. It's, we... it's, it's high dive and rendezvous every time, dude. We're doing a show at the sunset. Um... And I'm, you know, I, 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 I did it because the guy, the guys who asked us were great guys with a great band and this show would totally be going down at the tractor, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as regionally in Ballard, it would be going down the tractor if there weren't a a big national act. We? Yeah. No. Oh, you don't? I thought you you were like Ballard centric. Oh, well, our, our, our keyboard players from there and his band does pretty well there because that's like all their community. What's his band? Um, detective agency. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And so, but no, no. So we, we've done a couple, uh, you know, tractor things, but like we've done a hell of a lot more sunset things. And I was really, after a while, I was like, okay, I think I'm done with the sunset right. because it's just mm-hmm. so many really good, really well-built shows mm-hmm. there where we were headlining or supporting a, a national act right. there. And it's like, the, if this show had been at the Crocodile, it would have done well. Right. But it didn't because it was on Ballard yeah. on a Thursday night, yeah. you know. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm done with, I'm, I'm, I'm really, done with this. I'm like crocking in this tractor now. Like that's all. I'll oh, me too. You know me I mean? too. Like, I yeah. Don't. Well, that's why how I feel. And I feel. I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. We totally are like, fuck yeah. it, let's do it. And every yeah. once in a while, we end up at Barboza or something. <laughs> right. Right. That's yeah, the I mean, hard part is, originally you start playing music because you want to play music, and then. Yeah. You know, you have to be life smart. happens, yeah. and you realize you have to be smart, and you have to start, mm-hmm. you know, picking and choosing and being wise, and and then every once in a while, I'm like, oh, damn it, like I just want to play a show. I know sometimes I'm like, let's just go back to booking every week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Association, then we'll oh, play yeah. like whatever. Just like just play a thousand shows. Our drummer was that. saying that recently. He's like, oh man, we should actually just do a spree of like mm-hmm. small shows. Well, part of me, for us, it's like, what's the end game, really? You know what I mean? Like we try and have these special bills and like these bigger shows and all that stuff, but it's really like I don't really. It's know. just exposure. I mean, you're yeah. just ex- you're just you're we just, just trying to keep hype up or. Around. exactly you know what I mean mm. but well that um that the, the, the every two months shit dude like yeah a show every, no like, that's I might have been in a band I know if I'm, if I'm playing a show every two months that due to a six show that you guys right, the right, premiere right. that you guys did yeah. I mean that was great uh-huh. billing though because that was like so hyped yeah yeah totally. of course it's gonna be one, yeah know? I was trying mm-hmm. to get uh I didn't really do anything though I was like hey would you guys like because oh, right. it was like a couple weeks before the Duo 2. Did they do the posters and stuff? They no, did. No, we did all that. No way, really? Yeah. The CD release one? Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was all us. That was... What, the, who did we play with? What was that? Was that the Mama Rags and Mothership and shit like that, right? Right. Yeah. Which poster was that? Oh, I made that poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like really? the poster? Yeah. yeah. I was like... I saw it all over town. Yeah, I was who trying was to like... that bill? There was four people. Mama Rags, Mothership, and the... Hollers? Right, the Hollers they opened. Because we played two months later at the Croc, which we shouldn't have done with Fame Riot, Charms, and Fruit Juice, which is actually an insanely good bill, I thought. Like, it was mm-hmm. really... Whether you don't like or like any of those bands, it was four bands that really had their own take on their own scene. You know Well, that's I mean? very you know? true, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was really... I thought that was 
it didn't do as well as I mean it still did really well but no, not it did. as well we as played the, the same one. show two months later at the same venue mm-hmm. It looked like, I mean, it looked like the... That was like the second poster I've ever made. I made one before and it sucked a while ago. And this time I kept reaching out to people and no one was like, I was like, I want something different. Like, you know what I mean? There's oh, yeah. I've got a couple people like, if you... If oh, yeah. I can yeah. totally hit you up yeah. on that. I like the guy that did our last one, too. Mm-hmm. The guy who did our Numos one was really cool. Yeah. And he was a friend of, like, one of the opening bands who... Um, Dreamcatcher ended up being a really cool band, too. But they're just new, so they... They had anyway. They had a connection to him, and and um, and I would totally use him again. Totally, and then I had yeah. somebody hit me up recently who's who's got a really cool thing. So uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I mean, I really want an aesthetic for all of that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's hard well, to find you have an aesthetic for your live show. We do totally. You know what I mean. But we're trying to have that like with everything. Who's doing your lighting on and your uh, your your imagery on your live? Our past two shows, we had um, a friend named TJ. Who Lux Collective owns a company called Lux Collective, and he's actually really into. Uh, he's in with um, EDM stuff. Yeah, EDM. Oh. So he huge, was telling us like, how he like was arena in arena size rave stuff. Yeah, that's like, what it looked like. Yeah, he said he was in stuff. South America for like months, mm-hmm. uh, for what Paradiso mm-hmm. or something, doing lights for Paradiso and all yeah. this stuff, and that it was just insane. And that he's like, yeah, maybe I'll. You I know, just do something saw, in the you spring, know Starkey, right? Or, you know Aaron uh, Starkey from Gibraltar? That sounds really familiar, Especially maybe he's years pretty, ago. Aaron used guy. to work at, um, he used to work for KEXP. He was like there online. Oh, okay, that's why it sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this yeah. guy, TJ, did just this little tiny setup for Aaron's CD release at Barboza like two uh-huh. years ago or something. And I just, I met him and I just was friends with him on Facebook. And uh-huh. I was like, what was that guy's name? Like when we were about to do our CD release. So like years later, I was like, Hey, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I was like, I'm just going to try. You know what I mean? Just see good. what happens. Yeah. And he's like, let me hear the music. And I send him the music. He's like, yeah, I'll totally do it. And then... He was... And he was amazing. He, he just did great. it on the fly. That like, was there amazing. Was not, yeah, he didn't orchestrate... That looked amazing. That, that was like arena yeah, level shit. You, that was really cool. So we had... There was the one projection, the one giant yeah. screen behind uh-huh. us. And then we had two... Two panels on two each side. Two panels on each side. So yeah. four total. Those were doors that we bought, and we painted them white. No way. Yeah, they were just... That looks like, so professional. Like, like that. doors like this, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We painted white and black around the edges, and then we... When she says we, she means me. And I then, encouraged him. And then, <laughs> I encouraged him. <laughs> it was like a thousand degrees out, and I was just yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, what is happening? And I was staring at this white paint. Like, yeah. Sure it was, it was blinding. Solid. Everything was like purple for two days. Yeah. That was awesome. Not bad. But yeah, it was, <laughs> and he just did it on the fly. He was just like... Just was it like looks so coordinated. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was legit. I saw videos. Um, video yeah, because we had no idea what it looked like. Right. I never saw it before. I never saw. I video saw video of footage of it afterwards, and we we both were kind of like, damn. <laughs> I don't know. It was like that. Yeah, and well, in that um, that unofficial song, you know, or not unofficial, oh, uh, untitled. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. yeah. And and that has like fifteen hundred views. Really? Does it really? Yeah. Aww. Crazy. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you know what happened to me recently? It's speaking of fifteen hundred views. I had a we had a music video on yeah. YouTube that went from ten thousand to fifteen hundred oh. because. Uh, Wait, what? It yeah, went down? is that even possible? Yeah, um, Warner Chapel blocked it because they thought it was a, a, a Led Zeppelin song. Get the irony in that one, what? and then <laughs> and then it wasn't, and. So they 
our manager reached out to him and fixed it. And they, uh, YouTube reposted it. And when it reposted, it was at 15. Wow. That's oh, so you really... lost all of the views. Yeah. Wow. Which, you know, to us as artists, like we already saw the numbers, so we don't really care. But still, but you know who cares you. is the industry. Totally. Yeah. And that's they the only reason I bring like, it up. Totally right, only 1500. Yeah. It's yeah. totally right. It's been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, you know, awesome. and other stupid like illegitimate thing, you know, videos that we've done, you know, have have bigger numbers now than I that. Think that's than what's so frustrating, like about all of it, is just like, I, I just I grew up in a time when if we could do what we're doing right now, we mm-hmm. would have people all over us. Right. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, oh, I know exactly. Oh, you can mean. sell at the croc. We, we would yeah. just have a line of people being like, let us work with you, let us work with you. Oh, I know. And it just doesn't exist anymore like that. Well, and I always tell that to, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I always say that to my friends that are like in bands that are just starting or coming up, and I'm like, they're like, how do you do, get to this? And how do you do this? And I was like, look, I'm always like, look, you're one video away from being way ahead of us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just don't worry yeah. about Seattle, because people are so like, like I have really good friends that should know better too, that right. they'll, like they'll call me and they'll be like, should I do this? show or that show or this show or that show and I'm like oh. it doesn't matter do you know right. what I mean yeah like, no it doesn't be smart don't just take any. yeah but do the like, shows you want to do yeah do the shows you want to do that actually that Aaron guy I thought gave us really good advice he's like you should just be curating your own build stop being like I'm doing this or that. you know what I mean like oh, right. have some kind and that's what that whole Fame Riot Charms uh, Fruit Juice bill was mm-hmm. it was the first time I just put together like I yeah. love these bands and you know yeah. what I mean and I want to do that more totally yeah, that's a good idea, but it is hard. Oh, yeah, totally. It well, is hard to curate your own bills. And it's hard to find people that draw, even if they're amazing. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? I have so yeah. many friends that are amazing at what they do. I would say I see more commercial potential in what they do than what we do. Right. Like they bring six people. You know what I mean? Oh, to I know. The show and I'm I like, know. Oh, I can't. Like, I don't know what to do. Well, I, th- I feel like at a time like this, it's also like important to, to hold out um, for you know shows that are... Like, I'm on a thing right now where since we're pre-having our new album done, you know, when, when you when you put the new album out like you guys just did or whatever, then it's it's really kind of time to, like, oh, to yeah. keep the shows rolling. Totally. But when you're... And ju- very coordinated. Yes, you know I mean? Everything yes. Everything has to be super coordinated. You have to keep the momentum up. Yeah, yeah but when you're just pre-that, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, well, let's just stay in the game. Like, yeah. let's just keep oh, the yeah, name totally in the game. Exactly and to me, that means... Uh, being the local opener for a national act. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, we're really big fans of that because I feel like there's an entire... The people that go see a national would never come just see our band's headline the track. Right, ever. right. They're you know what I mean? different groups of people. Yeah, they are. I think you get that exposure to these people that will like come out. And you know, that's what I was saying before upstairs. I never really finished the thought, but like, you know, talking about worrying about who your demographic is and is it the hipsters or is it the artsy people or is it, you know, and whatever it is. I realized, like, we practiced in Soto, and I used to walk by the stadiums all the time. Like, I just but walked yeah, Soto Pop? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we used to be there. Oh, yeah. I love it there, actually. Mm-hmm. But, I so I walked there, down, because yeah. I lived in Pioneer Square, so uh-huh. I just walked down there all the time. And the games would happen. And I would just see, like, you know, 60,000 people on the street. Games, <laughs> yeah. right? And then I was like, it hit me. I'm like, this is who would fill an arena. Like, right. there's no one that, that's going to see us at Barboza that's going to fill an arena. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's, oh, yeah. That's a totally different group of people, you know? And... And we have, 
Um, oh no, you're 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 plenty loud. Sure. It's it's on a yeah. multi-directional thing. Because cool, he's think. like looking over there, and I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Finish he's loud enough. Don't worry. No, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we should have seen like tracking demos like uh-huh. in, our, in our bedroom and our poor neighbors. I'm like, dude, you're so loud. You need to be less loud. Anyway, but that just hit me, and I think it it, it was liberating to me to not worry. Like, regardless whatever level we ever get to, yeah. it's just nice to not care. Because yeah. there's that side of me that's like has this like grew up playing noisy stuff and proggy yeah. stuff and it was very artsy and elitist in its own way. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And and I just don't care about that anymore. I just want to communicate with a large group of people. Like there's something that's happens like when you play the croc and it's packed or even tractor and it's packed, like you feel it's a different feeling than if you're just playing a, a sh- like sunset. Yeah, there. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. There's something like way more cosmic that happens, like this energy exchange, and it's like I never noticed it till the first time we saw that croc. Like I oh, never, I, right. I never felt that in my whole life. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, there is like this ebb and flow going back and forth between, oh, totally. and I'd watch her like start clapping her hands and everyone clap, and she'd jump and everyone would jump, and I was like, this is bananas, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, I want, I want to understand that. I've never like got to do that well, before. Well, what's interesting so. is it becomes less about you trying to, uh, how to like engage the audience mm-hmm. with you. Like I feel for a long time you're just grabbing at straws, just being like, can just somebody be with me? Yeah. Right now you can have a room full of people, but they're not with you. But then you get that moment where they're there, and you're with them, and they're with you, and there's yeah, like there's, there's less. It's else, it's yeah. like there's less um, boundaries, you know, and like you're just kind of a mess with them in there. Well, when we would you. play White Rabbit and there'd be 20 people there and they're all like 10 feet back from the stage, like it's like you're proving something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, like, yeah. But then you get to this place where it's just like there's people there that just want to, it's their, like their whole week has just been waiting for that to just yeah. like get the hell out of themselves and all that and like, There is something though about, about the, the numbers though. Not that you can't do that with smaller shows. Yeah. But yeah, I just think it's the, the just the the more people the the more you know kind of minds you have thinking and in that space and in that energy it just it, it does something it's electric you know uh it is and and we re- refer to at least the mental part of it as perceived hype Mm-hmm. you know because i've been in, totally talk about that. I, i've yeah, been in a right. lot of rooms yeah. where i didn't i know uh, over the years you know um, now we bring our, we bring our audience, mm-hmm. but before, you know, if we ended up on a really good bill, it was just coincidental and it was like, right. I, I, you know, right. we were just thankful for it and, but you could still feel that energy and, and I just felt like, okay, that's perceived hype because mm-hmm. they, they're in the this room filling it and they think, oh, these guys this are something. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were very, we kind of figured that out how pretty early on. I think we get offered bigger shows, but I would only play like Comet and White Rabbit. Because I knew mm. we could fill it. And it would mm-hmm. just be packed and people would be like, this is a thing. It mm-hmm. like kept hype up about us when I don't really even know if we deserved any hype at that point. Yet. Right, you know yeah. I mean? right. But we, everyone's so hungry to play Numos and Croc and all that. And yeah. I'm like, we, our first Numo show, our only Numo show was mm. just like 119 paid. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like three That's years ago. Room. That's not yeah. a lot of people I for know. Numos, right? And we're like, we're not doing that again for years. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. knew that that was like just way we too early for us. We since. still haven't played since really? like, yeah. Well, because yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to go in there and play to 300 people. I want to play to like oh, five do they, or six. Do they like, just keep offering you headline things? They just kind of be like, these are the days we have open. And they're like, do you want to put something together? And I'm just like, I, is, is like, I always just say, like, I don't really know the bands to fill Between us and you know? the, 
in the bands that we know, we could get like four hundred people. In Croc's there. easy, like yeah, but they do that though. But that's you know? but that's a lot of extra space. To... I mean, I do. No, but they more... close off the top yeah. level, and they'll yeah. and four fills the bottom level. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I just four seventy five at Croc, so it's not easy for us, but it's so much more doable than eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not that. I'm. I have nothing against Numos. I would play there in a heartbeat if the right bill came. It just hasn't come up. You no, Numos is I, great. I mean, I, Numos actually had my favorite. That my favorite staff, uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Like That's the guy's name with a beard. He's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's right? amazing. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's super cool. He's actually, amazing. We. Oh, well, you were talking about perceived hype, though, and we uh-huh. would talk about that. Like that reminds me. We played Barboza during Block Party, uh-huh. not last year, the year before. Right. And, I, and it was like, we were so nervous. And there was uh-huh. probably like 60 people. I mean, it was yeah. like, it wasn't a huge show for considering what we had done at that point. Yeah. But we were like so nervous. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's so funny because we put this like, a, this like random attachment to what it meant. Yeah. Instead of just being it like, was... there's 60 people up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. so funny. Because so it like, was a block party. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we've done that a couple times where you're like, Understood. it's like it's just an arbitrary thing if you really mm-hmm. think about it. You're like, really, this Like the first time have... we played Croc, like literally, we were backstage and we were about to go on. She's like, I don't want to go on. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was no. like you're going on. She's like, oh. you get stage fright? Yeah. I, well, I don't get stage fright. I get anxious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that time, I guess you could call it stage fright. Because you don't... In that moment. She was literally yeah. like, I don't want to go out there. I want to go home. No, it's, like, but see, I'm not going to I mean, she say, was kind of kidding. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to say stage fright because it's like, when I'm up there, I'm fine. Yeah, you it's look just, fine. It's just yeah. the anxiety of thinking about what's to come, that, you know? Well, it's it's interesting because you uh, you kind of... I mean, you you own the stage and you kind of, But what's interesting in, in talking to you now... Is that you, like you were describing in the beginning, like you're very uh, calm and quiet. I'm and, a super nerd. Yeah. I'm like yeah. a giant gangly dork. Uh huh. And, and that, like, that part of myself uh-huh. is not appropriate for every day walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, sure. and I'm, I'm mellow and I'm really nice, I think, for the most part, except uh-huh. for when I'm, I'm hungry. a little spazzy sometimes. I'm a little spazzy. Uh-huh. But, I can't, I can't be that person all the time, yeah. you know, and it's very much a part of myself. We get very moody when we don't play shows for a sure. while because it's like we, it's so cathartic and you get this part yeah. of you out, you know what I mean? I know. That's actually been a weird thing for me going from, like I used to run a looper and so mm. we were just a two piece and I did all this shit and, and I, I couldn't really move around and do much and I don't really do anything. Yeah. Like I just hit my distortion or my other effect right. or whatever. And I'm like, I should be doing more. But I have four years of just standing in front of this looper and I'm like trying to get out of that box. I'm going to go back to what he said. Um, I think part of it though is like, you know how whenever you meet like some super like hardcore metal dude, mm. where he's the sweetest guys ever, at yeah, least in my true, experience, yeah. every yeah. time I meet some like just, they're playing in time signatures that I don't even understand and it just smells like weed <laughs> yeah. as when I'm walking down, you know, or the hallway at Oh, especially at Soto Pop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? And then they're always like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, they're really sweet. And <laughs> yeah. like the beers, nicest guys. The nicest guys. Yeah. And I think part of that is because it's cathartic and they get it out. Mm-hmm. And everybody has that side of right. themselves, you know? Uh, but it's like, I can understand how if you're you're playing like softer stuff or, or or you're not really um how do i say facilitating that part of your identity mm-hmm. of yourself that 
it gets a little choked up and maybe you can be an yeah. asshole, you know? I think we did run into each other at Soda Pop. Did we? The maybe rehearsal we studio. Looked super familiar when I walked I think, about, like, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. We were so. there, like, years ago, and then we were, we toured, like, for, we didn't yeah. tour all year. Uh-huh. We were homeless for a year. We toured for two months, and we came back for, like, two months, and we went out for, like, two weeks, and we came back, and we just oh, wow. couch-surfed. Like, wow. We were professional couch-surfers. Yeah, we were like, who yeah, wants to have cool. a month-long sleepover? And then yeah. we just stay at, like, a friend's we house. We would end then... up tricking them into liking us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> make them, like, food and coffee. Like, oh, this isn't Clean so bad. We were like, time. yes, yeah. let's stay here. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then we just kept touring and touring and touring. So then we didn't have a practice space the whole time. And now we're back at Soda Pop. Uh-huh. It's like a hub. That's how we've met a lot of our friends. Actually, yeah. Oh, really? A ton of people there. Isn't it fun when you show up to Soto Pop and there's three drummers in the middle of the day <laughs> they're yeah. practicing their speed Brata. metal drumming. The sneakers in the dryer guy. Yeah, he's figured it out. He's, he's way better, better now. When we, we did our EP there with uh-huh. Dave who used to, you know, he used to be like Jody's ex to your man. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, uh, when did that, <laughs> what happened there? Uh, I don't know. That's that's probably not a podcast discussion from what I heard. <laughs> they broke up, and now she has Terry. And now she has a oh, her, she has a new guy. Yeah, he's super Terry, nice. Yeah. He's oh wow, like helpful and amazing. Yeah, he's really nice. But anyway, we we did our EP there, and he would just there's this guy, mm-hmm. and he would just be like ping pong pong, ping ping pong, <laughs> ping pong ping. It was we we're like, what is? It's no rhythm right. at all. It right. Wasn't even he, like, I admired him though. No, he but he would just be in there every day. I had a roommate day. like that. Did you really? With fucking congos <laughs> and I didn't believe I that someone do that I didn't believe that someone could be you know to have no rhythm right, right, right. but this guy proved he literally had that rhythm. yeah ideal wrong it, like, it exists he'd be like no no, no I, don't. I definitely don't want <laughs> to he would ask you if you wanted to jam no I'm with you oh, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah no no, but my my wife I was dating at the time she she'd come you know to our house and and she'd stay over and be like I she couldn't believe it either yeah, yeah. you know like, like did he get better no <laughs> no this guy, like, like three years later like I still hear him now and he'll be like he, he's got it I don't know if he's got I don't it know he's got it <laughs> he's got something he's, he's got something it, it, I mean it's like it works now a little bit though doesn't sound like a because there'd be a while where I'd be like is this some insane like jazz shit that I don't even understand yeah like, maybe it's just so above my level that I right. didn't it's literally but so abstract you don't understand yeah, it was it. so abstract <laughs> I didn't understand so one thing I want I want to get into with you so guys so we started is that what I realized that no 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 this is no this is great because okay. uh, this is it, uh, it's been so much fun and it's like t- so different from from all the other ones so like, I really sitting here with I'm yeah like, yeah I really like that um because I the, the ultimate thing about this show is just that this should just be like conversation that musicians right. can listen to yeah, or people who, talking, you know, know? <laughs> and they can just listen to be like yeah, yeah. Uh, metal drummers at the rehearsal studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Everybody knows That's true. that story. Yeah. Everybody can relate. Um, but I, I do actually want to kind of get into um, just for for your fans that listen to the show, just just to just to hear you talk about your experience. Um, when did you when did you start playing music, and where did you guys both come from? You know, individually. I mean, you came from Seattle, but like, when did you start playing music as a kid? Uh, So, let's think. I, like many kind of, you know, normal middle class white kids, I took piano Mm. lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, And growing up, my dad was a pastor. So, 
sing in church, sing in choirs, did that a lot. What um, kind of pastor? Just white people, covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very no, non-denominational. No, it was a covenant. He was covenant. It was a Protestant, oh, okay. oh, a Protestant, Protestant church. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, but the, you know, whatever. Catholic light. Well, no, it was. It's, it's within the Protestant kind of uh-huh. overhang, and then it was called the Covenant Church. Oh, okay. And um, it's very Swedish. Oh. Very interesting. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I only say that just because it wasn't like some fun gospel church with like a lot of black ladies. Right. Like yeah. it was just kind of stuffy white church. Right. Um, so hymns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So choir, piano lessons, and then uh, when my parents broke up, when I was like eleven, I started taking guitar lessons, and it was one of the things like my dad would bond with us. He would pick oh, up cool. my brother and I, and we'd go and we'd we'd go to American. It wasn't American music. No, it was. Yeah, I was taking lessons at American Music. Uh Um, In Fremont. Yeah, in Fremont. And uh, took lessons for a long time, and then I quit. And I'd always wanted to sing, but I never had. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Your sister was the singer. My sister, I'm the youngest of three, and my sister was the singer. Um, And so I was kind of like, well, that's taken. I'm going to play guitar. And then I was just like, <laughs> I kind of felt like a painter who was into pottery. Like it just didn't quite fit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I quit taking lessons uh, at the end of high school. And then one year I decided, I was like, I'm not, I was going to Seattle Central Community College. I was working on getting prerequisites to become a nurse and living mm-hmm. in my mom's basement. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I'm going to take this year off and I want to discover music for myself because mm-hmm. I've never written a song before. Oh, wow. So I, I wrote one song, and then a couple of months later, I met Drew. Wow. And we, yeah, and we were kind of... So I worked at this cafe called Bell Pastry, and mm-hmm. um, originally it, it's a Bellevue. It's a Bellevue establishment, uh-huh. right? but then they or, they opened up this one in Seattle, and I was going to mm-hmm. be their Seattle girl mm-hmm. working, you know, and it was down uh, down next to Pike Place Market. Um, Between Pioneer Square. Yeah, it was on mm-hmm. Western. And he would, Steph um, and Drew would walk by every day because she worked up the street at mm-hmm. Madame Lozango's. It's all that's, very that's serendipitous. That's right. why I'm telling you all these details. I like that. So so they would walk up there all the time. And I knew who Steph was mm-hmm. because the woman she worked for, Vivine Lozanga, um, had done my tattoo. Oh, okay. And I remember they came in one day and in my head I was like, holy shit, that's Steph Hanlon. Mm-hmm. And she was she was kind of famous to me. And now it's funny because she like sits on our couch and we all hang out and it's mm-hmm. just Steph to me. But in that moment, I was like, wow, this is crazy. And um, and then I remember I remember meeting Drew and like shaking his hand and stuff. And, uh, Thinking I was and then he started... Best friend, yeah. Password. And then he started talking and... And he kept talking, mm-hmm. and like he kept talking and talking. And, and anybody who knows, <laughs> anybody who knows Drew is just like classic. But uh, yeah, he hasn't stopped talking for like the past five years. Um, my boss, she yelled at me. She was like, "Sometimes there are customers who's Thai," uh-huh. and she's like, "Sometimes there are customers, and they want to talk, but you just need to, you know, encourage move them on. and move on." But they started coming in every day, and I was kind of like, "Why do I know this person? Why is he here?" Because um, we we came from totally different places like yeah. I grew up in Seattle I kind of took we have this lessons. really weird attraction to each and other and he first, was from Philly say, right? you know and he yeah and he just moved to Seattle he'd been living there for a couple years I can't think of another time in my life where I was like why do I want to hang out with this person all the time because mm-hmm. I was actually my 
my marriage, it's a whole story in itself, but it mm-hmm. was like, it wasn't the worst. I mean, we weren't fighting or anything, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't interested in hope and any it well, was just like but we were like we have to hang out like all the mm-hmm. time well, and the hope and i like every day we were hanging out i had never been in a band before mm-hmm. and he had stopped playing music he hadn't played in a long time he had a, a shitty band breakup back in new york so mm-hmm. he kind of put the guitar i was down. done i was, was like, super yeah. done i was I've like i heard I'm of never, those yeah those i was like i'm never terrible. playing again yeah, yeah. I, like i was just like i can't put all this energy and effort and hope and all these things yeah. into it i'm yeah. like i can't do it anymore right so it was very, it was all very serendipitous that we wow. kind of met at this juncture. We were like, why? And it was just when I had said, I want to focus on music. And I didn't know any of that though. We hung out for like a month probably. No, right? it, well, and then I played him that song, that one song they wrote. And mm. like, it, it's not awful, but like in hindsight. It was hindsight, really good. I was like, <laughs> was fuck awful. man. I remember really, you know, I've told that story so many times though, but I was just like, I just like literally like 10 seconds into hearing her sing. I was like. I didn't even want to do it. I was like, I don't right. even want to do this. And I'm like, like in my internal dialogue was just like, this is a huge mistake if you don't do something with this person. You know what I mean? They're like, she just had this intangible shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the singer she is now versus them, like, is different. she's inc- just so much better, but so much more versatile. You know right. what I mean? Right. But even like that first time I heard her sing, just like the, this timber and like just intangible things that I was yeah. like, there's something super special there and then so we just dove in we're like let's write songs let's write songs well and I only listened to like um Erica Badu, Badu and... CeeLo Green like Outkast like I was super into hip hop and neo soul and like, uh-huh. I was just deep into that um like Erica Badu has this live album uh-huh. from like way back in the day from like one of her first albums it's in New York and and it just I remember listening to that I was like if this bitch can do this I can do this uh-huh. coincidentally she and I had the same birthday like 20 years mm-hmm. apart uh-huh. so I was super into Neo Soul right and he yeah like that's like up, one of her idols well too, and he right? grew up like in hardcore punk bands you know playing heavier yeah. music like you know super inspired by Rage Against the Machine and Tom yeah. Morello and I don't really know really back from that like I mean it started with like Minor Threat and Gorilla Biscuits right. all these like old straightish hardcore bands like that's yeah. all I listened to so it was to, completely you know? separate and we had no idea what to do and I'd never been in a band yeah. and he had never played and she didn't know how to write music so yeah. she wrote that one song well and right. I think it was really ironic that I said I want to learn how to write music and if you know Drew then you know that he's one of the most obsessive prolific you know uh-huh musical writers mm-hmm. I mean that I've ever met he's constantly writing constantly mm-hmm. constantly and he'll for every one thing that I hear he's written five right and he'll play me like five things mm-hmm. I'm like which one do you want to work on yeah right yeah. and so it's just really ironic does that come to you like the radio in the mind kind of to me yeah I, I honestly it's like my happy play like mm-hmm. I'm so neurotic and I think all the time just all mm-hmm. the time you know yeah. what I mean and that's the one time I'm not thinking that's the one time I'm thinking about one thing you know what right, I mean right right it's it, I, I have this singular focus and I'm not thinking about you know the trillion other things that go on in my head constantly and that's why I think why I obsessively do it it's like a drug you yeah. know what I mean it's yeah. like I can just get away from this like manic thing that my my mind does and then well, right. that's so funny. Just last night, I was, I, I said something. My wife said, you think too much. And I said, uh, you should have heard what my therapist said when she heard that you said that. Yeah. She laughed out loud. Like, the, it's the true. biggest laugh. It's true. Like, I, I've been, I've been accused of that my entire life. Oh, yeah. like, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's and uh, and I think you know yeah I was I just got done with two and a half years of analysis, mm. so that was cool. But yes. yeah, this is this, this is. <laughs> no, but You're on the other side. I'm like, like, what what the fuck just well, it was cool. It was just like I mean, I it's it's a hard thing to like get out of 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 it's like it's like mm-hmm. and all and, my friends are my therapists. I tell them that all the time. Yeah, like I'm sort of a shitty listener, and I apologize to my friends constantly about yeah. it. Yeah. But the thing I've learned about myself is I have these sort of vague notions, and then I talk and I talk and I talk, and then it becomes clear. Like, what I'm trying to say, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's what it is. You know? Well, it's imagine if you had a show mm-hmm. where you got to talk to your mm-hmm. musician friends, yeah, totally and right. then listen back to them two, right. three times. Right, right. You, right. Would, you would be a good listener. Because it's amazing. Well, yeah, I'm still not a good listener. But at the same time, like, I get to listen. I'll listen to you guys two to three more times mm-hmm. after I, we're right. done with this. And I'm going to learn more mm. f- yeah. about what you said, you know, about you. Oh, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Than I did in this moment now. It's so it's weird. You're a giant idiot three <laughs> yeah. separate times. I'm going to. Bigger idiot this time. A <laughs> lot of edits. A yeah, lot of edits. Totally. I'm actually not that good of an editor, so they rarely happen. <laughs> yeah, it's good for us right now too. We're in like we're just demoing out our whole next record, so just been in our yeah. I'm just like with headphones. But you just released one, but it 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 was it the process of like getting to the. I feel like took too long. I feel like we released that EP and it was so kind of shitty and lo-fi and 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 I feel like in a way it was more reflective of what we are you know what mm-hmm. I mean and then mm-hmm. the, the album which is like very produced you know mm-hmm. it's like we're it's trying very, stuff out yeah and I, I feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle of those two things you know oh, I mean, what totally. we really want to sound like and I think one of the frustrating things as like an artist is you get to this place where for me like right now I'm just learning about engineering basically and mm-hmm. as much as I can not because I have any desire to do that for a living like mm-hmm. I really want to leave that to the professionals but to have the language to communicate what I want. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so by doing it myself, I'm just doing pre-production for everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can go in and be like, this is basically what I want it to sound like with yeah. right. way better gear and recordings. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think we also jumped into writing so soon afterwards, though, for our own sanity. Uh-huh. I was like, scared There's of... that kind of depression where you put something out and mm-hmm. you're like, now what yeah. yeah you know what i mean i know exactly so what i mean it we happens like, to me every time what do we do and it's like yeah. start writing and then everything i wrote never yeah. hurt. everything i wrote like right after that i would bring to her would just be like i'm like this is the same song as it's on the record you know what i mean oh like, yeah i, I know it's not so frustrating yeah. with the you know, a huge thing for me is tone i change my tones mm. a little and it just makes me write different mm. you know yeah I mean? it's like, that's why there's you yeah, know, twelve string, 12 string cool. and a yeah, yeah. and a shitty guitar yeah. and a bass and a, know, you know it's just like it just and then it just kind of like the floodgates open. I heard some stuff that was like really inspiring and we're constantly looking for new things. I'm constantly trying to open my toolbox more and more. And we don't know what where we do you are where do you get your sounds from with in the the electronic type sounds? Are those are those from keys? Well, it's sort of all over when it started, like a lot of the th- like Leash. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. that song offhand, but like that's a. Uh... Originally, we were a looping band. And Drew so it's just all oh, that's right, right, right. It's all guitar. If you listen to Leash, yeah. it's all guitar. It doesn't. It sounds like synths, but it's just like just hella layers of shit. Right, you know right, I mean? yeah. And then I started learning Ableton like years ago now. 
So now it's sort of a mix of those things. There's so it's a little sounds. bit of electronica yeah, in there. Yeah, so there's, there's some things that I... There's certain like just sort of stock sounds that I love and use and feel like are representative of I, 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 I like them, too. That I get from, they, our guitar, like from just my guitar. But oh, then, cool. But then there's stuff in Ableton I play with where I just like... I just make stuff up. Some of the Ableton stuff sounds a lot like what is coming off of our keyboard's new Moog. Oh yeah, dude! Oh yeah. my god, he just started. Yeah, he got a sub thirty-seven. So yeah. bad. He just right got. Now. We just got him a sub fatty. Yeah, dude, they're yeah. amazing. I, yeah, that's originally what we wanted, and then they came out with that sub thirty-seven. It just yeah. has a few more options. Oh yeah, we got the sub fatty on discount. Dude, like, those are on, amazing. Like, it was a yeah. shelf model. We actually had a guy playing yeah. keys for us for a minute. We were trying it out. He was kind of playing keys and electric bass. Oh cool. And then um, and he was using a sub fatty. Yeah, which is really close. Like that song, the freeze. It's very. A lot of them are very close. The, yeah, the only thing that I'm concerned with is just like, you know, keeping like the settings original enough that it doesn't sound... Exactly. That's I know, like, there, I know exactly there, everybody we talk about. about that a lot, how there yeah. are certain bands where they can have a great sound and they have like a synth or a keyboard on stage, but they kind of use the stereotypical... The stock sounds. And sounds. Like, stock sounds. And it's and then instantly it just, like amateur to me. Discredit it. Yeah. 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 Well, as soon as I hear certain those sounds, like know. everyone knows. And it's like Ableton too has this whole separate thing called Machine. And I know those sounds so well, I never use any of them. Right. And the second I hear them, I'm like, I know exactly. Our producer in, in LA feels the exact same way about yeah, it. He's just like, like on, he just like... gets all this stuff from, from artists, you know, that it, and they'll be like, yeah, you know, I made this whole thing. And he's like, yeah, those are stock sounds from GarageBand. Yeah, Congratulations. Totally, man. You, you know? can't do that. Yeah. That's what I, we were literally talking about that on the way here because... We're, we're like doing demos and I'll have like 46 tracks and I'm like mm-hmm. 46 tracks for a demo and really what it is is there'll be one sound in it that's just like nah, 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 nah. but that's actually like 15 things you know what I mean oh. I just keep putting shit in there because wow. I like, feel like it's missing and what I have to do is like get it exactly where I want it and then make it one thing yeah. but I'm just like this is just for this one part you know I go crazy with these like little well, details like, alright good enough got the sound time to move on and just that last detail uh-huh. just compressing it all into one file or whatever mm. he's like nah I'll do it later and he never does until he well I don't do it because songs. you can't adjust it uh, you know what I mean uh-huh. and I'm always the hardest thing I'm learning about like engineering anything is playing it in my headphones then versus the speakers then versus in the car I mean it's so insanely different yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. trying to find this balance where it's good between all of those things I have no desire to be that good at it really right. like, it's a whole art form there's a certain stuff, point you need to like let go totally yeah Yeah. yeah. or you'll drive yourself crazy totally. or or just you burn out on it yeah totally you know? our producer yeah. said you never um, finish a mix you abandon it yeah, yeah. every night yeah. you're like that. just yeah. we're done and yeah. that really made a lot of sense mm. <laughs> totally when he said that yeah it's it, it's true and, and god yeah fuck I mean I, I'm, I have an album that's not complete our next album and uh some of the songs that are like a year old because it's been a been like a year and a half process i'm like you know i could really polish that up before yeah, it gets yeah, out dude that's what well, that's the record, amazing right? part yeah. though about tracking your own songs making your own demos because mm-hmm. you can write something a year and a half ago and then you today have so much more information than you did back then. You can read yeah. that song and be like, oh, you know what? I know exactly what it needs. It's yeah. like some verse that you threw away. Yeah. Like, this doesn't, where does this go? Boom. Well, it's true, but when you have to go back to your producer, you know, every time and go, uh, uh, not only convince them that you got to get, get back into it, but that you... Why this that you, one guitar note will change everything. Right, you know I mean? and you know you might actually have to spend more money on it. Right. You're Fair like, enough. Oh. 
Touche. Fuck. You're yeah. like, eh, enough. But enough's enough. And even, when, and even the limited experience I've had with labels actually paying for it, then you also know that even if they're covering the finance of it, that you have to... That's money out of your pocket. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's either not, way, it's money out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. It may not be out of like you know your your food money, but it's out of your right that's earnings. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. Yeah, I don't I really. Know, I I don't I. The thing we're really facing with like ever so Android right now is just that we just don't have a category. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. The our manager and and the people we've been talking to that he's been talking to and trying to help us with and stuff like that, like, a lot of the bigger people he's been talking to are like, I really like this, but it's going to be a really tough sell for a while because there's nothing like it out there, you know? And for us, it's interesting because we don't feel like, we're not crazy original, but then when I really look at it in black, I mean, we're doing rock music with electronics. There's like a trillion bands I can tell you. That could just be on popular radio right now. But part of it, which is so interesting to me, is, is her. There's no... There's no, there's no one like I can relate her to that's doing anything right now. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's no sort of Robert Planty, huge female front person like that, you know? Right. And I think a lot of people are, and this is a feedback I'm getting, they're like, I don't know what this is. Because it's not, it's not like Ariana Grande or Pink, and it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like The Kills or... Or the sort of very like indie, like La Luz or something like right. that. It's none of those things. And people are like, I don't know what to do with this chick. Oh, well, you know? probably Luz even suffers from that too, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you know what those I'm saying? are like, those, that's... yeah, those are those classic industry people, believe me, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had to deal with too. That just, just, that's what they say when they don't know, right, you know, right. how, I, when they don't know what to do with it. Totally. Yeah, and totally. I've had, you know, I've had those interactions with labels before where they, they say things like that. And I, it's just like, oh, you're just so fucking nearsighted to just get the fuck out of here. Well, that's, and you I know? think that's why our manager picked us up as he's like, he just believes there could be a huge payoff with everything. I don't mean financially, yeah. just with everything, you know, and, and he believes that it's just going to take a That's like, what you, you want. That's people. what you need. You have to sell people. You do. Even if it's. Even if it's good, they and don't that's care. mostly on him. Yeah, actually, at this point, him, yeah. although although don't don't ever let it be all him because like I've no, had no, the worst experiences with that. Yeah, no, we've learned that yeah. lesson like fifty yeah. different times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean at least the selling. Like you can always sell yourself. Oh yeah, totally. I don't know why I'm yeah. saying that like advice, but it's just no, like no, it's, it's happened to me. You know what's hard for me specifically is like when we were two piece, it was so easy. I mean, we're still essentially a, a two piece, but like right. I, I just had to push her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and nothing, like my ego, I, I just took it out of the equation. If the picture was better with just her than both of us, I'd put that picture of her. Like, whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's so interesting having that sort of now, like, our manager stuff, they're like that. They're like, we want to push you to, you know, this, like, this yin and yang and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, I have no, I have no idea how to do that for oh. myself personally. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, oh, I think it's actually a really good time for it. I don't, I don't think you're, you should run into that. Uh, I, I legitimately don't think that you, you'll run into that wall very many more times because right, uh, right now the whole industry right. is all about female vocalists. Mm-hmm. That's the, that is the thing right now right. across no, all genres. That. I noticed all that genres. it's just finding... First of all, I think we're a little rocky and the U.S. is scared of rock music. You know what I mean? No, yeah, uh, but that's cool. But I mean, yeah. even if you like, you could you could be even like niche famous and still have a ginormous following. Right, right, right. 
mm-hmm. on Dude, that and a very comfortable life. Oh, yeah, totally. And a very totally. fun life. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, well, performing nationally well, and like, internationally. Bill, Bill Reeflin, he was our producer, and right mm-hmm. now he's playing with King Crimson. Yeah, he's on mm-hmm. tour right Talk now. about niche, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, totally. And I've seen his home. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he's bonkers, and I love him. Yeah. But he has, a, like he has a rad life, yeah. you know? I'm like... If Bill Reeflin can do that, yeah. I can do that. We yeah. can do this, you know. And, yeah. and not discrediting him, like he worked really hard for a really sure. long time. Yeah, fuck Bill. Is. I hope he hears this. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Bill. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> no, yeah, he's uh, he's actually been a huge influence on us Absolutely. in so many levels. Like even just like Personally. helping us. Yeah, because he's done so many amazing things. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're just like. He gives us this amazing perspective, and we always have these conversations, which are sort of like, "Would you have done anything different?" And uh-huh. how would you feel about playing with these guys or those guys? And it's really interesting. Like you can just, if you can be humble and listen, you can learn so yeah. much. I mean, he's, play, he's played drums for people from like Wu Tang to like Patti Smith. Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? He's yeah. so like, REM oh, for like yeah, eight years. He's, like, he's playing with King Crimson. Like this dude has perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately. I remember talking to him on the phone one time. I was like, here's the thing, Bill, is you're the only person that I know like this, and I'm trying to understand your world and get there, uh-huh. and the only way I can is through you, because yeah. you're the only asshole that I know who's right. over there. Mm-hmm. So if I ever cross any lines or, like, irritate you, let me know. And he's like, no, no, it's totally fine. So every time we talk, I feel like I'm like, so tell me about yeah. this. I what think the general like? advice, which is something that, like, everyone already knows, though, is just sort of appreciate the now, because you don't oh, know yeah. what it is, you exactly. know, and I, I think that's so hard when you're, when you're in a band. You're always, yeah. like, thinking four months ahead, and what show am I going to do, and is this tour going to work out, and, like, it's always a, a, in the future, you know, and... and Except well, for when you're actually on the road, and you're actually playing shows. Which is the shows best, every, right? Which is what right? we yeah. actually it's just, just talked yeah. about yeah. today. We were literally yeah. on the viaducts. I thought we were going to be here way later, because it was just stopped, and I was like, I actually miss just being on the road. Right. Because even mm-hmm. if you're playing to 10 people, you're being proactive, right? Yeah, you're right. Just and you're like, so in the moment. Yeah, you are, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. super hungry, I need times. to eat, get coffee, mm-hmm. go to the venue, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then it's just really obvious and all laid out. that You have less... I mean, you have time to like sit in the car and kind of wander, mm-hmm. but it's less of an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is what I'm doing. This is practical. Here we go. I think this that sort of concept is just in like infested everyone's brain. Like, if I could just do this, I'll be happy. If I can mm-hmm. just do this, I'll oh be yeah, happy. you know what I mean. Agree. And and some people, it's, if they could get that BMW, and for us, it's like, oh, if we could just do that, if we could just get on this tour well, or whatever. That's, and, mm-hmm. that's like the American dream. Yeah. You go into the grocery store and you've got fifty options for mm-hmm. peanut butter right you know what I mean you, and and sometimes I'll just stare at it all and I'm like this is too much but it's like <laughs> you could have any peanut butter in the world mm-hmm. and here it is I think now we're just like we're trying to be in this place where we're just we're super happy with where we're at and well, we are you know what I mean and that was something I'm gonna say that happened really recently um, not to get too meta but we started meditating mm-hmm. and uh, it's been like I don't know, four or five months now. Wait, was Meta just a... a <laughs> meta, meditating? like meditating. Oh, I didn't mean it like that, but I mean... But I know, yes. I know, I know. I'm, I'm so clever. We're meditating. That's <laughs> different. That's how I'm going to use Meta now. I know. So abstract. Sorry, guys. Or Sorry, I didn't answer your phone, bro. It was Meta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, we call it Tate. Yeah, we do. We're like, Tate. Tate. I started... We started meditating every day, and... um what happened I realized just the natural practice of coming every day and doing Mm -hmm. it no matter what it looks like it's not pretty all the time but you just sit down and you do it and you're there you're in Mm -hmm. your skin and you're just fucking sitting there 
um, I started to appreciate the moment. And I realized I had this whole mentality. It was when my music career starts. Mm. When this gets off the ground. I'm just trying to get my band in this place. And then I was like, shit, girl, it's happening now. Like, Mm. your career has started. You know, it's happening right now. And I was like, crazy. And that that whole process happened. And I realized in that moment that I have everything that I've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. I just didn't appreciate it. And as soon as that happened, our our now manager called us within a couple of weeks and was like, I want to manage you guys. And we, I I felt like we were out in the desert, Mm -hmm. like just starved and dehydrated, like with like a little surrender sign, like help (laughs) us. But at the same time, like fuck you. Cause there's vultures and stuff. I think the cosmic joke is that like things sort of happen when you don't care if they happen anymore. Right. Yeah, Yeah. And I remember very like just often thinking, how will I ever not care about this? This is like every oh, second I know. of my day is this. Yeah. And then I realized it wasn't really that at all. It wasn't really not caring about the band or the project or the people involved. It was about not caring about the success of it. Not yeah. putting stake in that or expectation or that's going to be make everything better. No, you it's know not I mean? needing it. I don't right. need it. I don't need to be the biggest band in the world, uh-huh. but I want to. I yeah. want to do that. Yeah. But my, my personal you know validation isn't gonna come from that like right. I'm already right, right. fine with who well I it's am. that thing if you can't be happy now if we can be happy yeah. if we can sell out the crock and shit we're gonna start playing show boxes all over the country right. and we're not and I'm like and I'll be like yeah Kibrina. but blah 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 is playing more so and we're just playing right. show you know oh, what I mean they'll never know. be they'll never cycle. be happy I had a right? friend who was playing the show box and was a well known band and yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I want to play the... He's exact, yeah, exactly... Yeah, you'll never be He's happy, like, I want right? to play the Morgan. It's like, yeah. who cares? You just, yeah, you yeah, know, totally, filled the totally. show box. From, like, yeah, our man. perspective, where it's like, you know, we're playing places like the Crocodile, which is yeah. no chump change. Like, no, but it's awesome. not, But it's not the more. Right. You know, and you're kind of like... It's also not White Rabbit, though. You and know? you're sitting there... It's really there, hard. You get, it's your yeah, perspective totally. is so relative. Yeah, like, exactly. And you're sitting there, and you're kind of like, Dude, don't take that for granted. No, oh, I, I, well, absolutely no. But I know I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, I feel, feel, you know, a, a kinship in that way, um, and, and very empathetic to it because it's, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. I mean, and, and also just like how fleeting it all feels too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a great night is a great night, and it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, it does continue. Like, yeah, the ebb and it flow. does continue in yeah. its wave. Yeah. You know, but one of the things I've noticed between, you know, doing this is like doing the show is, is, is such a juxtaposition to, to the music career because I, mm-hmm. I was hesitant to do this because I thought, oh, I'll never care about it as much as I do my music, right, so right. why even do it? And then I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about how to do it. But what happens with booking and what happens with this show, with booking with the show, right. the same with booking the band, right. is that when I start writing emails, emails start coming in. Oh yeah, totally, mm-hmm. man. Isn't that yeah, nuts? No, like totally true, you know, yeah. it's like when you are, or when I, whenever I like go to work on new music, mm-hmm. I start getting booking emails. Oh yeah, I just told the, you that. You I got know, for the other day, just the, and it's like really cool. It's like shit the universe is just yeah. going, you know, totally. like well, you put it out and it throws mm-hmm. it right back. Mm-hmm. Again, not to be too meta, but it's the law of attraction. You right. get out what you put in. That's part right. of why we just dove into making this next record. Right. Like, I want to go into this next record with, like, at least 20 songs, maybe 25. Like, we went sure. into this last one with 13. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just, I want to have so much fucking material. 
I'm terrified of having a record do really well and then having no material. Right. That's like my biggest fear, which is right. so irrational because I've never been in that position. Well, you can even life, chop that you know shit I mean? up and do like oh. a Beastie Boys like no, 20, totally. 20 song yeah, album. No, you know? totally. Mm-hmm. But I just, for me, you know, we always joke about if we ever actually wrote an ever so Android song, we break up because there'd be no point anymore. Because mm-hmm. we have no fucking right. idea what it is. You know, right. and I think one of the critiques of our band has been that this band doesn't really know what it is, but we're very intentionally, we're very intentionally mm-hmm. doing that. Like we don't, every time I write a song and I like, I'll write like five things and I bring it to her and hope sort of like the, the godfather of it all. Because mm-hmm. if I let her decide every single thing we do, because if she doesn't like it, what's the point of doing it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so every time we, we write something that, that I can tell people are really responding to, mm-hmm. I just, I never want to write that song again. Or I feel like a band like Coldplay, for example, is like, this is what works, and they just make that album that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing against Coldplay, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And we just very intentionally don't want to be that band. I grew up listening to, like, Zeppelin and shit like that, and then an album was an album. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't it's like, an hey, there's this homogenized group of songs. Shut you know? up, I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was, but, but that's 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 the world that we live in. Yeah. Everything... It's just kind and it's of funny beige. that, that yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, you know, and it's that's... funny how people use that as a criticism, though. You know, right. you're like, what? Because I'm not doing the same fucking song every time. Like, oh, that's I know. A criticism. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, I, yeah. And I, no, I think that I, I, I fully support that idea because I mean that that's just like that's exactly uh, the way the Beatles were, mm-hmm. and it's it, and it's the way my mind works is like every song should be different. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's right. I think a whole art within having continuity oh I you there's plenty I mean? of groups that have, have yeah, yeah. hung their hat on it yeah, and, totally. and, and done I very think, well I think like I, one person I've been relating to a lot lately is Beck for whatever reason I know yeah. sound nothing like Beck he's all, Beck's he's albums are all over the map all you know what I mean and, I but there's them. so many yeah. great songs it's right? still Beck though no matter what yeah totally yeah I know I right I come on her for that a lot I'm just like well I hope and you know she does what she does so Thanks. it will tie it together <laughs> that's why no I that's why Beck's come up, Beck and Elliot Smith have come up more than anybody else. I don't know what it is. Or maybe. I've never really listened to Elliot Smith. Yeah, so like, yeah, I don't know. It just made me start thinking about Beck because I was like, yeah. so who out there is putting out albums that aren't the same song? And I don't mean that in a yeah, shitty way. There's yeah, some of yeah. my favorite albums are the same song. You know what sure, I mean? I, don't, I just mean for us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, uh, and then Beck came up and I was like, fuck Beck. Yeah, he's like the perfect example mm-hmm. of that. Like, he really all is. all over the map. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Although sometimes he'll stick to a sound for a whole album. Totally, yeah. yeah. But, he's, but he seems very prolific as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you were talking about songs should be different in that I have this idea in my... It reminds me, I have this idea in my head that I've been really, you know, kind of working out that just let the song be what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you, It's like you write something and it's like, well, this doesn't there's no continuity with these other things and it's like mm-hmm. well let's just write this song yeah. and let it be what it is mm-hmm. and maybe it will maybe it'll fit in or maybe it won't maybe it's just some random song that we write and we don't do anything with mm-hmm. but like just let the song be what it needs to be well and I've talked to a lot of writers too about the idea of, like you, you said maybe it's a song we do something we don't do anything with I mean we write it and we don't do anything write with it write it just to write it but exactly because mm-hmm. out of that feral ground of that dead song like comes new life well totally. you could write that song that you don't do any with yeah. do anything with and then 
but because you wrote that one it spurs you to write this other song and yeah. that song is what speaks to you or becomes a hit or yeah. is something you know and furthermore dude like if you're gonna do something then do it like if you're gonna if you're gonna write songs then write songs cause you like to fucking write songs like mm. not everything you write is gonna be amazing and furthermore not don't you wanna get be better yeah or... don't you wanna get better at your craft and enjoy mm. the experience of writing a song like, I think the thing for like us right now and, and like specifically I'd say my journey a lot is like I she's heard me say this before I know how to write like riffs and I know how to write proggy songs and I know I know how to do all these things but I don't know how to write as a single you know what I mean mm. like I don't know maybe I've already written one I don't know you know mm. what I mean but like I used to discredit that as just pop bullshit you know yeah. what I mean and now to me culture. yeah and I had a complete disdain mm-hmm. for it and now I'm starting to understand that it's just a different language and there is something yeah. beautiful to it you it's know what I mean it's hard yeah it's hard, but I love you, that concept of like some sixteen-year-old Czechoslovakian girl being like not even know it, but instantly knowing it and being can like, relate I get this, to and it. I can relate to this. You know what I mean? Like someone that has nothing to do with our world. I was talking to our bass player about that recently, and he was just saying how I I don't know if he was reading something or something, but he was talking about how he like it's just a language music is just mm-hmm. a language and then you can have very niche languages or you can try and have a general which communicates with way more people and right. there's no shame in communicating with more people where I feel like if you grow up playing punk rock there's complete shame associated oh, with it you know so I mean? much with ambition and all yeah. that you know yeah. and like that's the circles I grew up in and yeah. being alternative when that was actually a thing you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and then now I'm just like fuck all that you know like I really I'm really fascinated I think we both are by the human connection totally and especially since we're musicians and how yeah. that how music integrates with that yeah. you know it's just amazing to me that you can go and and you can you can make these sounds and these these sounds can come from your head you just mm-hmm. like hear it and then you all these people play them all at the same time can I interject and, and say just, she me, says the most no, stonery let me just, <laughs> just, just let me just just let me finish though you can do this and then there's there's 400 people and they all just start moving. They have a yeah. physical response mm-hmm. to these sounds that you hear in your goddamn head. Like mm-hmm. that's insanity. You know, it's like it's like it reminds me of like f- riding a plane. How people mm-hmm. you're in your fucking uh, shut up. You know, you're sitting in your seat and everybody's got their goddamn Hawaiian t-shirts on. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, time to go to Hawaii. Like uh, my mm-hmm. tie, please over here. But like you're hurtling through space at a ridiculous speed. But we're all just so accustomed to it that mm-hmm. it's no big thing. You know, it's the same with like the human connection and music. Yeah. Everybody's so used to it, it's so a part of our life. But it's mind-blowing. But if you break it down, is that what you're yeah, saying? it's crazy. Yeah. And I want to explore. She doesn't smoke weed, but she'll like get off stage and be like, you know what's so crazy is we're just like making these vibrations up here. People are moving. And I'm just like, what the <laughs> we fuck? Were, dude? We were on tour. We were in the middle of fucking nowhere, uh-huh. and it got to that point where we weren't even listening to music anymore. I know, yeah. We were in like Missouri or yeah. something, and uh, I wasn't reading. I wasn't playing any freaking Game Boy games. And Drew is driving, and I'm just I'm looking at my hands in the passenger seat, <laughs> and he looks like over at me. No, and for like a while, so, I, I was, over I was, was like, like so sober too, and I was just looking at my hands, and I was like, you know what's crazy, dude? Fingertips. That's how you grab things, man. <laughs> I was and just he like, just, 
What? He didn't have to say anything. He just stared at me, and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was looking over at her for, like, five minutes. Every time I looked over, she was just like this. Well, I, yeah, I, I, think, I definitely think there's something about the road that regresses the mind. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like kids at camp again. I know, right? Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, it's, been, yeah. it's gone by so quick, and, yeah. and it's been so fun talking with you. I wish you all the success thank in the you, world. You and um, and, I, and I'm sure with your with your outlook on things that you've explained, you, things are going to go a lot easier than they seem. Yeah. They are super <laughs> easy, though. It's, it's heavy. Really yeah. Easy. Yeah. It is easy. It is easy. It, well, I mean, you, I think we look at a lot of time. Oh, wrap it up real quick but like a lot of times I just I'm like my problems are so ridiculous you know what I mean yeah. I'm like I can't get this guitar sound right or my band's not big enough yeah, and I'm like yeah yeah and I'm like someone's world. walking five miles for water and I'm like what the fuck am I complaining my about my synth isn't making the right sound no, <laughs> she's seen me like almost have meltdowns and have to be like and I'm like saying out loud to her I'm like I know this is ridiculous like, yeah I know but like I plug this in here, it's not making a sound, and it's making me insane. You know what I mean? That's I why I'm not a gear guy. Yeah, that yeah, reason alone, because I just... Yeah. I get deal with so the pressure. Yeah. Totally. I will just go insane over the... T- and I'm, I'm like, I know this is such a first world problem. It's so ridiculous, but I need to go for a walk or something. You know? Yeah, well, that's always a good idea. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, but anyway, having us, perspective. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah, absolutely. You can find links to our artists like Everso Android and their music in the description section of this podcast as well as on our Twitter page, which has the handle at right behind us. Go support and make music profitable again so these musicians can afford to give you more of it. For pics of our guests, look up BD and the Sheiks on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe on your podcast app. We have much more coming soon. On to the next episode.